Try by Shrek, and your host Darren. Today we'll be talking about 2Y2D uh, from Hit and Run Phase 2. Uh, recorded early 2011 to late 2012, and then more overdubs were added in 2013 at Paisley Park, and it was released on the 12th of December 2015. Uh, on the track, uh, we did originally have just Prince and Third Eye Girl, uh, in a version that Prince called Slinky Rock. Um, but then he put that in the vault, as he is wont to do, and so on this track we have Prince, John Blackwell, Justin Stanley, BK Jackson, Marcus Anderson, Adrian Crutchfield, Sylvester Onijeka, uh, Keith Anderson, Lynn Grissette, Steve Reed, Phil Lasseter, Nick Marcioni, Roy Aji, and Joey Rayfield. That is a gigantic amount of people uh, on an album. All of those people are assumed, it should be noted, uh, from BK Jackson onwards, uh, because they were his current uh, horn section. Um, only really John Blackwell and Justin Stanley were properly credited. Um, uh, although, you know, you can tell from the drums that John, it's definitely John Blackwell. It sounds like John Blackwell. There's no dispute in that. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 50, and joining me to talk about today is Brandon Palomo. Hello, Brandon. Hello, Darren. Uh, as this is the final album that Prince put out while he was alive, uh, we do have to talk just a little bit about Prince's death. Um, you know, can you recall how you heard about Prince's death? You know, how you found out about it and your first thoughts uh, upon hearing about Prince's death. Um, I was at work and it was lunchtime and I was looking through Twitter and then I heard somebody, uh, just somebody behind me or something like that. They said, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, okay. And like said it out loud. And it's like, oh my gosh, Prince died. And I was like, what? No way. He's like, I haven't seen anything about this on Twitter, of course, because, you know, everybody talks about everything, especially people dying. And I was, you know, a little bit behind in my feed. So I start scrolling up and then everybody starts talking about it. It's like, what? No, because this was just uh, a couple weeks or so after... He landed a plane. There was a plane that he was on that emergency landed or something, right? It was the Thursday after the weekend where he called off a gig and the the plane had to land. Yeah. So it was only a few days after that. Yeah. So I know like sometimes with those types of things that it's like, oh, it's just a rumor. It's not real. And I remember earlier in the day that there were uh, a couple of news reports saying that they found somebody in Paisley Park. And I was like, hey. And they don't, you know, say that it's Prince because, you know, they don't want to, you know, uh, uh, blow up his spot or whatever, I guess, uh, when those types of things happen. But, you know, and then it's like, oh, but it's really Prince. It's not just some random guy that uh, that they found there. Um, it's sort of like the uh, the run up, I guess, to uh, to Kurt Cobain's death, how there was his overdose in France or something like that. And then, you know, when he actually killed himself it was not too long after it was kind of like oh it's just a rumor it's you know he didn't really do that it's 
it, it's it's just a weird sort of at least in my mind a cognitive dissonance or something that it's like ah no something just happened and it didn't really you know they're not really dead they're just starting rumors and all that sort of stuff but yeah i was i i i was just like oh my gosh well that's that's just too weird that's no way and i know that the it's like oh well, I guess everybody's going to be buying Prince albums and stuff now because <laughs> that, that's always what happens. I remember where I worked uh, uh, for uh, for Barnes & Noble. I was a music manager, and like every time somebody would die, it's like, okay, later that day, the next day, everybody's going to be buying all the CDs. So I'd be, okay, let me order all this stuff in and kind of morbid, but also just sort of like, okay, well, if you never gave them a chance while they're alive, at least you're giving them a chance now and you got all this all this stuff to to catch up on and to to dig into i mean uh i mean obviously a lot of the songs kind of you know they obviously the digital sales you know everything kind of started going back onto the charts um like literally the next day i think by the following weekend he you know he occupied quite a, a number of spots on the on the top 40 um you know whatever that's worth uh, i think it's interesting actually because you know if you if uh, after prince's death you decided to become like a pl- prince completist and buy all his albums uh first of all you pr- you weren't able to get <laughs> this album yeah um because i don't think it was available on cd until a couple of months after his death uh i don't think you'd have been able to get hit and run part one because that was still a title exclusive at the time um so it was only available digitally um you couldn't get like planet earth or 2010 because 2010 hasn't been released in america and it hasn't been re-released since it was given away with newspapers so like if you wanted to become a prince completist after he died the fact that he'd used such weird release methods for so many of his albums would have immediately scuppered you all the npg record sort of stuff was slaughterhouse chocolate invasion that sort of stuff is all yeah that's all digital only. only yeah yeah, so like you would have immediately had like a stumbling block <laughs> to become a Prince fan of everything, uh, because you couldn't get it, um, and that goes for this album as well. Like you know, I think the release for this album, you know, it was done uh, through Tidal on the twelfth of December two thousand fifteen, and then it was done, um, you know, through iTunes three days later. Um, and then Prince gave the CD away at P- some Paisley Park shows that he held in January 2016. Um, but I know that I couldn't I couldn't get it over here until um, like about a month after he died. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, I could have listened to the tracks because, you know, they'd been made available through different, you know, various different formats. Um, you know, the first first two tracks on this album had been made available like years before. Um and, you know, Prince had released other tracks, you know, on the Internet. He'd started using, you know, his Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, so it would have been difficult for you to kind of become a Prince fan the day he died just because he basically made it very difficult. And even now, the Prince YouTube channel at the time we record this, um, <laughs> it it doesn't have Hit and Run Part 1. No. Um, it, it has every other album. Um, it even has some live shows and some stuff that people have had on bootleg for a while. Um, but it doesn't have many of the B-sides. I think you can get some of those on Spotify, though. Um, and Hit and Run Part 1 is still a exclusive for Tidal, so there's no videos, uh, even just like videos with just a picture of the artwork. Mm-hmm. There's none of those on the Prince YouTube account at the moment. So uh, even if at this moment, if you were like, I want to become a Prince completist, um, and you only want to do it digitally, you can't You can't listen to anything from, the, from Hit and Run Part 1. you got to break down uh, and buy the CD. 
Yeah, well, you know, that's what Prince would have wanted. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, let's talk about this track with this gigantic band. Uh, the 11 members of the MPG Horns um, are on it, um, along with Justin Stanley. And it's worth talking about Justin Stanley for just a little bit because um, he actually was the, um, I think he still might be, uh, the husband of Nick Acosta. Um, and Nick Acosta, she, uh, she first of all, she was uh, support for Beck when he did his Midnight Vultures tour over here. So I've seen her live. And she also, she did a, a she did like a couple of albums um, in the early 2000s. And the second one of which, it was rumoured that Prince had written a couple of the songs um, and even played on some of the songs and credited. Um, something that I don't think was ever substantiated. Um, but Justin Stanley was, was Nick Acosta's husband, um, certainly at the time of uh, release, I think... I don't want to say they've divorced now. I think they're still... They've been married since, like, uh, 1992, so... Um, but he's Australian. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a big part of Prince's uh, piano and microphone tour went to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he uh, he also did the soundtrack for Nacho Libre. Um, and oh. <laughs> Yeah, so he's... Uh, yeah, so he's been around for quite a while. Um, so it's interesting that Prince kind of brought him in to work on this song. And I think only this song. I don't think he's worked on any of the Prince songs. Um, but he basically produced Nick Acosta's, uh, you know, first two albums. Uh, and interestingly, talking to people who worked with Prince, he also did uh, Sheryl Crow's uh, 100 Miles from Memphis album in 2010. Um, you know, and obviously she also appeared on uh, Rave and To The Joy Fantastic. Um, and he also uh, he's also worked with uh, Jimmy Fallon as well. Um, doing uh, doing doing a couple of his albums, um, so he's got quite a varied uh, you know production thing. Uh, he's also done quite a lot of stuff to, for films, um, including um, Slackers and Blue Crush and Zoolander and Blow, um, and he even did some of the work for the Billy Elliot film. So uh, it's you know he's an interesting guy. Now this is credited to the NPG. It's not the original ones, right? It's it's a new band that he's calling the N. Uh, new Power Generation, or <laughs> this album is just credited to Prince and the New Power Generation, just because. Oh, okay. Um, don't even ask me why he did that, but he just did it. You should um, know you've done how many of these. He just, he just, he just credited the, he just credited Hit and Run Phase Two to uh, Prince and the MPG. When you put the CD into um, uh, into iTunes and it finds the track names, mm-hmm. it just automatically credits it to Prince and the New Power Generation. Hmm. And because, you know, most of the work for this was, you know, digitally done, there's no real kind of solid explanation that Prince has ever given about that. I guess he just decided that the MPG horns were on a lot of these tracks. And so, you know, this is it. This is Prince and the MPG one last time. Um, just just like, you know, the I think the previous album, there were like two or three tracks that were credited to Prince and the MPG and the rest were just credited to Prince. Yeah, It's just kind of arbitrary at this point. Um, but yeah, so let's, you know, talk about this track. Um, it is Prince. Um, I don't know. I, I like, I like this kind of this picture that it's painting. It's like a story song that Prince is doing, um, about this particular, um, young lady. Um, and I, (laughs) I like that Prince, um, even though he's performed, I think on American Idol and X Factor, and I think even did like, like I don't know, someone did a cover for the voice. He still takes a shot here at, at those those uh, those shows later on in this uh, in this song. But I I like that he kind of he, I don't know. It's it seems really weird because it seems to me like Prince is you know it, it, it obviously the horn section makes this a distinctly kind of like funk song. Yeah, and he's kind of given this idea of what to me seems like a manic pixie dream girl. 
um, you know, she she has this certain look and she has this certain knowledge. Um, you know, she 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 knows about old school technology and she also knows about how to use, you know, Pro Tools by the look of it. Um, you know, she's got, you know, long legs and, um, you know, she's born to be a rock star. Um, and she's got internet beauty. Everyone want a hacker as Princess later <laughs> on. Um, so she's basically this 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 person who you know enjoys new technology, but also uses old technology. And uh, you know, I don't know that this person exists um, or who Prince is talking about. Um, I, you know, like it doesn't seem like you could like if you're like a you know like a modern kind of like pop princess then it's doubtful you spend your time worrying about, you know, old school stuff. And if you're, you know, uh, someone who is, I don't know, wants to be kind of seen as being authentic or, you know, uses instruments, like uses real instruments, then you don't really care about, like, you know, the fact that you can use Pro Tools alongside, like, you know, doing actual drums. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it. so I don't know who he's thinking of, but it seems like he's created this person in his mind who basically ticks all the boxes for Prince. <laughs> um, you know, and that's that's so she's like a manic pixie prince girl, basically. Um, it seems to me she's she's this person who apparently, uh, you know, every man uh, that meets her wants to give her his name is, is how Prince puts it at the start. So, you know, he, he's defining her as someone will, who is willing to get married to these people. Um, but she's got nine lives. So obviously she's also someone who takes risks. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It doesn't seem like Prince is talking about anyone specifically here. Like I say, it seems like he's painting this picture of um, this young woman who uh, understands, you know, um, you know, Prince's kind of outlook on music. It seems. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's 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 not a real person. But then again, I mean, who's to say that there's not somebody like that, you know? I mean, as far as feminism goes, I mean, women can be any way they want. Uh, that's, that's, that's the main thing. And, and I think that uh, especially the too young to dare part of it, I think that might be maybe why he just... Uh, shortened it to 2y2d just so that people didn't get an idea about what it means i think there'd be like just oh he's going after a young girl who's too young for him or something like that or you know that's uh, below the age of consent or something like that and i i, I think it's more sort of your your youth comes with a certain uh daredevilness uh a certain you know uh recklessness of oh yeah i'm gonna try this i'm gonna do this but then also not being sure of yourself of what you are capable of doing that experience uh provides you uh sort of oh i've been you know i was like okay i know how to do this i know what steps i need to take in order to be uh experimental or or go out on a limb or something like that and so I, I, you know, I'm going to do that now and do it with confidence. And it could be said with uh, professionalism, with uh, uh, artistic expression, or it could also be said because we're talking about Prince with uh, sensuality or sexuality, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I was to guess who Prince was talking about, if I was to pick a person um, that he was talking about, I would probably say it might be Andy Allo that he's um, that he's talking about you know, 
uh, he had he had done like a whole album um, of uh, covers, um, you know, with Andy Yellow, mm-hmm. uh, which was called uh, Weekend Love, but the we spelt as in the French word for yes. Uh, which is based on a Prince song called Weekend Funk, which is the version that was released, although there was a different version with a different F word that was released on the uh, extended Purple Rain. Um, and that also features, you know, a cover of Push and Pull, which is a Nick Acosta song. <laughs> um, and also has uh, I Love You and Me, which is a B-side that Prince did. Um, and also Waiting in Vain, uh, more than this, uh, Love is a Losing Game, uh, you know, the Amy Winehouse song. Um, and also Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. So um, he had worked with her um, in 2015, um, you know, uh, a, a kind of earlier in the year. Um, and this album, basically, you know, her album had come out about a week before this album was released or two weeks before this album was released. So, um, you know, it, it, I guess that might be the person he's talking about. Um, you know, uh, she was kind of credited as being in the MPG from 2011 onwards. Um, and toured with Prince quite a bit. Um, you know, she actually appeared in Pitch Perfect 3 hmm. uh, alongside Ruby Rose in a band that was called Evermoist, uh, which is probably <laughs> the funniest joke in the entire of that film. Um, and she's also recently appeared on on the TV show Black Lightning as well. Uh, she's also released like another couple of albums, bef- you know, since since that album and before and before that album. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it seems like that's maybe who he's talking about. Um, you know, uh, because when he talks about, you know, she's got high knee boots and uh, a leco trick hair um, and born born to be a rock star, I swear, is how Prince puts it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Andy Yellow has like a, um, a kind of like if you if you see any pictures of her hair, she's got like a, a like a huge like natural afro. Yeah. And and I like if you were to pick someone, she also does have a tendency to wear, um, you know, high heel, high, high, like thigh high boots. So if you're picking someone that Prince is probably thinking about, then she probably fits the description. Um, and, you know, this this kind of, I don't know, this kind of talk about, like, she talks about the top as if she's always been there, a member of the chosen few rarefied hairs, which I I like that he, he kind of uses air in, in the kind of, like, as a, uh, what's it called, when it sounds like itself, uh, but like you know, he he uses the word with like a kind of double meaning there, mm-hmm. um, and her legs so long she never climbs stairs, which again is like a kind of, I to Prince I'm guessing everybody looks like they have legs so long they never <laughs> climb stairs, but yeah, and the cor- the chorus line that kind of re- you know repeats throughout the song is uh, old enough to do ya, but too young to dare. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously the old enough to do ya is the is the important part that Prince stresses before saying yeah. too young to dare. Um, and the kind of too young, too young to dare is like uh, is repeated with like the backing vocalists. Um, and, you know, I, I guess I, t- like towards the end, he says, you know, the world can only wonder right up until they hear the juicy gossip that's in her will. Till then, we can just pretend that she is old enough to do yeah, but she's too young to dare. So it, I don't know. I just I, I kind of like how he's painting this picture of, you know, an enthusiastic and intelligent young woman who. Um, you know, it, it kind of has all this, this, uh, whether or not she actually exists, you know, she has a, a kick drum brain full of technology. Um, but she's just, old, just enough old school to know where the party be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the party always be where Prince be. Um, <laughs> that is, 
that like his in previous songs he's talked about how the party is where Prince is. So I'm guessing she's old enough to you know uh, kind of worship Prince's music and also understand how to use Pro Tools. Like that seems to be his ideal woman is someone who is going to spend and and it's it was a known conflict between him and Maite that he spent way too much time recording music. And it was something of an issue with his second wife as well, that he basically uh, would spend a ton of time. Like if he needed to apologize, he'd record an apology song rather than just apologize (laughs) to someone. And that was like something that kind of both wives have talked about publicly as like being an issue that they had with Prince was that he was so much into music that, you know, if anything, if he had any thoughts about anything, they would end up in a song. Um, So it's kind of fitting here that if he wants to kind of, you know, if this is about Andy Allo, then it's it's fitting that he's like, well, you know, I'm going to make a song that describes how great she is, <laughs> because rather than just saying Andy Allo's a good artist mm-hmm. and people should listen to her, Prince insists on being like, here is a song about that. Um, you know, that seems to be kind of like how he does stuff. Um, and it's worth saying as well, the production on this is wonderful. Um, like, you know, the, the, the kind of the MPG horns at this point in this iteration had been together for like two or three years. Um, and they're so like they're they're really tight and uh, you know the kind of the little kind of punctuations they do really kind of work with the song and uh, you know I I would be interested to hear like the the third eye girl version um, that Prince described as slinky rock because I think the subject of this would fit maybe a little bit better with that um, but I still like the way that the the you know this version of the song sounds and you know Prince performed this fairly regularly live um, you know from 2013 through to 2016 the final performance of it was piano and microphone which would have been interesting to hear if Prince just singing this with a piano and a microphone um, and that was the 24th of February 2016 so uh, almost exactly or well, a little bit longer than three years ago now. Uh, the final performance of it so clearly it must have been a song that he uh, he enjoyed if he uh, you know put it into his set list um, and I would say for me probably uh, I don't know I mean I don't know because I, I think this weird kind of like objectification makes it a little hard to kind of enjoy it completely so I would say probably it's just a very solid three out of five from me I, you know if maybe a three and a half but I would I would stick with a three yeah, you're 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 on the right track there. I think with the three, it's the the horns give it a real good uh, groove and funk to it, and it doesn't really stick out too much. I think as as far as um, quality wise, as to you know, oh yeah, this is definitely an essential Prince track. It definitely I think is you know good enough for an album track and not something that he, you know, could have left off and, and had a, and had a hit and run to be, you know, fine without it. I think it's, 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 it does its job there. It's a good fit. Yeah. It's kind of telling that, you know, Prince played a version of it in uh, 2011 at the North Sea Jazz Festival, um, because it does feel like it is, you know, kind of veering towards being a bit jazzy, uh, particularly in this incarnation. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Prince would have had like the, the same kind of MPG horns traveling with him. Um, but I'm guessing, you know, like obviously he repurposed it for the piano and microphone tour. So I'm guessing he probably could have, you know, performed it, uh, you know, with any band that he had. Um, but I do kind of like the kind of the refrains of Too Young to Dare at the end with, you know, the Too, Too, Too Young to Dare just kind of being repeated in the background. Um, you know, and I'm always a fan of when Prince finishes a song with a title. Um, although technically speaking, he never says two Y two D in this thing, so 
I guess he never says the title of the song. Um, yeah, so I feel like we said about as much as anyone can about 2Y2D. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Brandon? Uh, yes, I have a Pearl Jam track-by-track podcast called The Better Band Podcast. And that's on iTunes and Google Play, that sort of stuff. Uh, you can also find it on listenupreno.com. Uh, I am also at Brand ENP on Twitter and at Listen Up Reno. I do my podcast stuff on there too for uh, for Twitter. Great stuff. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks so much, Wolf, for being my guest here, Brandon. Oh, of course. And otherwise, GB. <laughs> Just came to tell y'all From the darkest desperation To the highest bliss Power to the ones aware Where's my guitar? 